Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off. We started the seventh chapter in Gitin, chapter Misha Achzu, on page sixty-eight. A learning is an honor before Shlomo. It's Rabbi Nachman and Chavit Shifra and Miriam Basperel. I'm sorry, Pet Perel Bas Miriam. So. We continue, this, the Gemara tells us yesterday, started telling us about Rav Sheshis. Rav Sheshis was blind, and he was invited as a guest to the head. We're reviewing what we said yesterday, we learned yesterday, he was invited as a guest of the Rej Galusa, the leader, the exilarch, the leader of the Jewish community in Babylonia. Doesn't say who. And, and, um, and he said, I don't trust the... Um, he asked him, why don't you uh, come to my table? Why, didn't you have, why do you refuse my invitation to dine with me? He says, I don't trust your servant. Because they, I suspect them of stealing the food, eating it for themselves, and then, and then they'll just grab a limb of an animal, of a living animal, and, and serve it. So he says, I'll prove it to you. So he tells, uh, Rav has told his attendant to go Steal, with no one's, without anyone knowing, steal one of the one of the legs of the animal. So then, when they brought when they brought all the food, all the cut up pieces, says, you know, I would like you to reassemble the animal from all the cut pieces. So they tried to, but they only had three legs. One leg was missing. So what did they do? They brought a leg from a living animal. They tore it off and presented it. And then, meanwhile, he produced, his attendant produced the other legs. He says, oh, wow, this, leg, this animal has five legs. So he proved the point, right? He proved, he proved the point. So, the, so he said, you know what? Why don't you, your attendant, your attendant will be the mashgiach. And uh, I'll happily accept that your attendant will be the mashgiach, supervise my servants, and then you can eat, you can trust the kashas. So he agreed. So the attendants are very upset. So they, what they did is they put on this portion, they put a bone where you can choke on. I think that Sheshis is blind, he won't notice. He'll eat the bone and he'll choke to death. He'll, he'll choke to death. He just touched the food and he felt the bone. So what he did was he wrapped the whole, his whole portion, he wrapped in his, in his that, thinking no one noticed, he, he uh, wrapped, wrapped it, uh, all the portion in his, in his handkerchief. So meanwhile, the servants let out of, uh, um, uh, they let out, uh, they said that someone stole the cups. We have to check everyone's, uh, before they leave, we have to check everyone's, uh, everyone's baggage or handkerchief. They're not hiding the cup, the silver cup. So they opened up his handkerchief and they saw the meat that he didn't touch his portion. So they asked him, why not? I gave you, I gave you an attendant. Your attendant was a mashgiach. What's your problem? Why didn't he eat? So he says, because the food is sick, the animal is sick, the animal has boils, it's a sick. So how do you know that? He said, because I taste it, I taste it, it has a taste of, 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 um, of a sick animal. So he says, how do, you, how do you know that? He said, I'll prove it to you. Go check in the place. You'll see the skin of the animal where this meat corresponds to. It has, has a movement, it has splashes, it has blotches, which tells you that, the, that it's, it's not healthy. It's not a healthy piece of meat. So, and he was again proven correct. So now they really wanted to get him. 
Strike two. Strike two. So what did they do? That's what we left off. So he says, when they left them, we are... The eighth line from the top. When the Shesh is left, the Exalarch's house, they dug a pit, and they put a, 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 a mat of reeds on it. So you know they don't know it's a pit. Shesh is blind. He's going to walk, he's going to fall in the pit and break his skull, break his head and die once and for all already. He's going to go, ready. And they said, please come. And they said, please come. He said, please come. Come, uh, come, come, rest on one of the couches. <laughs> he had to get to the couches, he had to pass over this reed, he was falling to the pit. So, made sounds, snorted from behind to alert of Sheshes that he should watch out. stopped one of the children, he says, What are you learning in Cheda? Tell me a Pasuk that you just learned in Yeshiva. I just read the Pasuk, we just learned in Yeshiva, in Shmuel. Either move to the right or to the left. Absol <laughs> was blocking Avner from trap going. So he says, move to the right, move to the left, let me go. As he, was, he, was, he says, ah. So I'm a Leila Shama. He said to his Shama, to his Eternal Michael, what do you see in front of me, in the straight path in front of me? I'm a Leila, it's a piece of the shot. I see a reed, a mat of reeds that, that, that's laid out. I'm a Leila, don't go there. Go to the right, to the left, but don't go, don't right, go on the map. Right, the Pasuk the Nafik, after he left out safely, he exited safely. How did you know to avoid the reader Matthew blind? Firstly, firstly, you grunted to me. So I knew something is wrong. You're hinting to me. But the Pasuk, I read the Pasuk. I heard the Pasuk that the child says. It's like a divine inspiration. Go to the right, the left, don't go straight. I already suspected these servants. They're a bunch of bandits and a bunch of bandits. Right, no good nicks. So I didn't trust them. And they're telling me, go to the couch to rest. Huh? As, if they, as if they're looking out for my good, like the advertisement. Yeah, please, have fun. Huh, have fun. Not gonna, they don't tell you that's going to kill you. You know, so I don't trust them. Okay. Now the Gemara continues. The mission says... That if someone gives a get while well, he's in a state of, of he's under the influence of Kredaikas, Kredaikas is the demon, the feminine demon, who comes, the Shadim, who comes when he eats a wine, a wine, when he drinks wine, which is just not right, it just, you just squeeze the wine and it hasn't yet fermented and it, it, the shade enters and it makes you insane, makes you insane. So the mother discusses Sicily Sodom. It says in the Pasuk, it says in the Ecclesiastics that I, King Solomon, provided myself with masculine and feminine orchestration, with the lights of mankind, and with Shida and Shidas. What does it mean? Masculine and feminine orchestration means he's referring to various musical instruments. What's the difference in a masculine instrument? And the feminine instrument, he means masculine instruments are those that are used for the Levim and the Beis Amigdosh to serve Hashem. Feminine instruments are for entertainment. 
They usually played, and many times played by women. Entertainment, for belly dancing, I don't know, for entertainment. Tambourine? Yeah, maybe. Tanugas, <laughs> the lights of mankind referring to pools and baths. Cold water pools and summer bathing, hot baths for winter use. This was a big luxury to have your own private pool and bath always available. Or your whirlpool. Also, he would, uh, some say he would, uh, would fill it up with the. Uh, with the therapeutic mineral waters, so water, yeah, yeah, mineral water, so it's a very, ba- very healthy, yeah, hot spring, yeah, like a very healthy. Shida v'shida is targim or shida v'shida. And here in Babylonia, they interpreted it as a male and female demons. In other words, he used them, he subjugated them, and he used them for, for his own purposes. The Gemara will explain what he used them for. But Marova Amri in Israel in the West, which is west of Babylonia, in Israel they said it means chariots. Luxurious chariots, the transportation of women and noblemen. Some say, some want to say that, that the Shlema, with his wisdom, was able to figure out what we know today. Motorized vehicles. Motorized vehicles, he was able to... Special cars. One of the Balatoisvus, Abichila Parij, had electricity. No, Yechila Parij, before Da Vinci. The medieval angels, the rabbi, had, had electricity. He, knew, he figured it out. So, so Shlema, Melashroli, the wisest of all men, was able to figure it out. There were 300 different types of demons in the towns of Shechem. Nevertheless, I don't know what the essence of a demon is. But I just know there were 300 different types of Shechem. The master says, here in Babylonia, they said, Shida, Shida, and Shida means male and female demons. Why does Shleiman need to subjugate? What could he utilize and use these Shedim Shedim? See, it says, When the temple was built, it was constructed of a whole quarried stone, taken straight from the quarry, uncut stone, in its original shape, just like it was taken out of the quarry. Solomon said to the rabbis, Hey, Chavid, what, what how shall I build a temple? I can't use metal tools. I can't just take it straight out of the youth that's un- unshaped, undefined. How am I supposed to build with it? The rabbi said to Shamir, the worm, the famous worm, which Moshe used to cut for the Avni Eifod, because it says the Eifod has to be cut without losing even one speck of the stone. So how do you cut it? You cut it with the, with the Shamir. Like a laser, nothing was lost. How am I going to find the said, Bring a male and female demon and apply pressure to them. Maybe they know where you can find it and they'll reveal to you. You know, the Shamir is one of the things that was created in Ben Ashmash's Twilight Zone Friday in creation. Six days of creation. The first six days of creation. Yeah. So Shlema Melod brought the Shadim Shadim. He taught, he like uh, applied pressure to them. Amri, they told him. We don't know where you're going to find the Shamir. But Dilma, perhaps, Ashmedai Malka the Shadiyada, the king of Shadim, the king of demons, Ashmedai himself, the Malachamavis, the Sutton, you know, all the titles, <coughs> the demon king, he knows. How, how do I find Ashmedai? 
He's found in this in this mountain. He has dug for himself a pit, filled it with water. He covered it with a stone and sealed it with a signet. And every day he sent to heaven and studied in the heavenly academy. Oh, he's a Torah scholar also. He's a Lamdan also. <laughs> and then he descends to earth, the government and he studies with the earthly academy. And then he examines his seal to make sure no one tampered with his pit. He uncovers the pit and he drinks. And then he covers the pit again, seals it, and he leaves. They need nourishment like human beings. Doesn't necessarily mean in the physical sense, but in the metaphorical sense. He needs his own nourishment. So He was the head of the Sanhedrin, the head of the Jewish Supreme Court. And he was commander of Shleiman Melech's army. Like comes from the root word binyan, like a building. Like he, he played a very special role in building of the temple, his capture of Ashmedai. That's what's called Ben Yo. Ben Yo, Ben Yo, the Yo, the Shulte, the Chakal Hashem. Shleimah Mela gave him a chain, which was engraved on the chain was engraved the name of Hashem. Iskisa, Viska, Viskisa, and he gave him a ring, the Chakal Hashem, which also which had the name of Hashem engraved on it. We're talking about the seventy-two letter name. I guess, I guess so. the chain was used to capture, hold Ashmedai, the ring, protected Neyo from his powers, from Ashmedai's powers. And he gave him a ball of wool, and skins of wine, flasks of wine. Ozzily went. Some say it means he gave him spir- certain spiritual powers and empowered him to be able to overcome Ashmedai. Also, he went, caught a bit of a he dug a, de- a pit in the slope below Ashmedai's pit. And he made a small hole between the two pits. He siphoned off the water from the pit above. He drained out, yeah. Exactly. And he plugged the opening with a ball of wool. Then dug another pit above Ashmedai's pit, and he poured wine into it. And he had a small opening that allowed the wine to seep into Ashmedai's pit. He then filled in both new pits with earth. But Ashmedai would not realize that his pit had been tampered with. Saligos would be London, but they all inclined the sat on the tree to wait for Ashmedai. He also, when Ashmedai came, sighted a little spanky, examined the seal, and he found it intact. See, that's why, that's why he couldn't put the wine directly into this pit. Why didn't he put the wine directly into the pit? Because then he would have to open the pit. He would have to play, play with the seal. Ashmedai would tell that it was tampered with. He didn't touch the pit. He made a pit below, he made a pit above, he made a small hole. He looked at the seal, it was untouched. He then uncovered the pit and discovered it to be filled with wine. Ahmed, he said to himself, It says in Proverbs that wine breeds mockery, aged wine, madness. 
And everyone who blunts will not be wise. Uksibit says it's written in morality wine and fresh wine. Take the heart. This is this is a pasuk in the Hesheya. Turn the heart. It'll turn the heart away from wise and proper attitudes. Fresh wine. First he says ordinary wine, and then he says fresh wine. Fresh wine is more intoxicating. Even though this is a Pasuk in Heshea, Heshea came much later. Yeah. But nevertheless, this was already known. This Pasuk was already known even before Heshea. Taisu says that uh, it wasn't written, but it was known already. So therefore, I shouldn't drink the wine. But then he got thirsty. He couldn't resist. The one who tempts everyone else was tempted. He just couldn't resist. He doesn't have, he never doesn't have an experience overcoming temptations. We have more experience than he has. <laughs> we have to constantly overcome his temptations. He hates the hardest temptations. But he doesn't have, he doesn't have any, he never has to overcome temptations. So he couldn't resist his temptation. He was thirsty. So he said, some versions that say, he actually said to himself, it says in Psalm, that that the wine gladdens a man's heart. Yeah, so therefore there's some, some good qualities to wine. Torah scholar, he spends all his day in heaven, the academy in heaven, then the academy on earth. He's a big Tamad Chachem. Big Tamad Chachem could be the biggest demon, the king of demons. And, um, you know, his character, his moral character. And, uh, and he says, you see, there's some quality, good qualities to wine. So maybe I should drink. I'm so thirsty. So he drank. Ishti drank. He drank, became intoxicated. And he fell into a deep sleep. Came down from the tree. He threw the chain in Ashmanite. And closed it around his neck. When he woke up, he realized he started to thrash about, trying to free himself. He was in chains. The name of your master, Hashem, is upon you. The name of your master is upon you. The name of Hashem is engraved on the chain, so therefore you can't free yourself. So I have the authority to subjugate you. They came across a palm tree. Ashmedai brushed against the tree and knocked it down. They love to destroy. That's what they're demons. They're destroyers. Whatever they do, like the bull in a china shop, whatever they do, like our politicians, whatever they touch, they destroy. Whatever they touch, they destroy. Everything is destructive. They can't do one thing right. They came to a house, he knocked it down. Every program they do is a disaster. Then they came near the hut of a certain widow. So the widow came out. We continue on side B, 68 B. She pleaded with Ashmanai, please don't brush against my little hut. Ashmanai twisted his body away from the hut. As a result, one of his bones broke. Amari said, 
Actually, I said, Hein Nuxiv, this is what it says in the Pasuk. It was a big, big Torah scholar, a Lashen, Rabba Tishma Godrim. Yeah, Proverbs, yeah, keeps quoting. A soft expression can break a bone. I'm trying to be nice. You pleaded, you begged personally. You broke my bone. That's what I try, right, right. Ashmele saw a blind man who had lost his way. He guided him back in his way. Wow, he's acting nicely. No, he's acting nice, but he's got ulterior motives. <laughs> maybe, maybe he likes to destroy, but only the the, the you know the powerful, the high and mighty. He doesn't get joy in the destroying a poor a poor widow, right, or blind person. Even Ashmedai, he doesn't get pleasure. It's not destructive to destroy a poor person. What's the pleasure in that? To destroy someone who exactly, exactly. <laughs> So he said, he saw a drunkard who was lost in his way. Again, he guided him back in his way. They saw a wedding being celebrated with joy. He cried. He then heard this man telling a shoemaker, Make me shoes will last for seven years. He's laughed. They laughed. He then saw a sorcerer engaged in sorcery. He laughed. The mother explains. He must have lost when Ashmedai arrived to Shlema Mele. They did not bring him to Shlema until the third day. On the first day, Ashmedai said to them, Why doesn't the king bring me to him? Why, does, why is he keeping me waiting? They told him he had been overcome by drink. He had a good party, good fabreng in the other night. He can't, he can't receive it today. Shaka took a brick and placed it on top of another brick. Also, Amrul is Shlema. He came into Shlema. Shlema did. Shlema said he didn't understand. This is what he was telling. How did Ashku give him drink again? The sickness of a hangover is relieved by some additional drink. <laughs> but one brick, one brick on top of the other brick. Other Ashkuz, they gave him another drink. The next night, he fabringed again. The second day, he went by. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't summoned to the king. So why isn't the king inviting me? He had been overcome by overindulgence of food. He ate a lot of food. He took the brick off. From, it, from the other brick and placed it on the ground. Also, Muslim, he went to Muslim, what he did. He don't understand his message. This is what he's telling you. Withhold food from him. Feed him sparingly. Overeating. The best way, the best cure for overeating, for obesity in America is stop eating. Eat less. It's very simple. There's no secret to diet. All the diets share one thing in common. You end up eating less. You can eat junk food. If you eat a little of it, you'll lose weight. And you can eat the best food in the world. If you eat a lot of it, you're going to gain weight. There's no secrets. At the end of three days, the third day, the end of the third day, he came before Solomon. took a read, measured off a piece for cubits long, and he threw it in front of Shleim HaMel. He said to Shleim HaMel, Truly now when that person Shleim HaMel dies, he will not have anything in this world except four cubits of his burial plot. In other words, how dear 
So, meanwhile, you have conquered the entire world. It's not enough for you. You conquered the whole world. Hashem made you ruler of the entire world. Your kingdom was over the entire world, even over the animals. Now you have to also conquer me as well. I, you have to be king over me also. I don't want anything from you for myself. I want to build the base I'm making. In order to do that, I need this worm. The shamir has not been entrusted to me. The yamim muscle has been entrusted to the master. The master of the sea. But I don't want to be the. I don't want to have dominion over you. That's not the point. I just need information. And the master of the sea does not give it to anybody except the wild cock. The Memelayash was. We trust to keep its oath to return the Shamir. He'll, 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 he'll protect it. My Ovid Bay. What does the wild cock do with the Shamir? He carries it to a mountain that has no vegetation. And he places it on the mountain's peak. Thereby the mountain cracks open because the Shamir, whatever it touches, causes it to split open. Then the wild cock collects seeds from trees and brings them to the mountain and, and throws it into the cleft, into the hole. And with time, the mountain becomes filled with the vegetation, becomes settled. So therefore, it has, it has sustenance. The wild cock now has, has, has enough sustenance. That's why we interpret the name to Khlifas. The describes this bird as a mountain cleaver. Nagel Turu. This wild bird is called a Nagel Turu because it makes a, a hole in the mountain because it takes the Shamir. It's one of the unclean burns, birds. Duchifas. The Targum Uncle says Nagel Turu. Some say it's a wild peacock. Some say it's a hoover. Until they found the nest of a wild cock that had the young. While the cock was away, covered its nest with clear glass. He also boiled When the cock, wild cock came back, he wanted to enter the nest, was unable to because it was a, it was a glass. He couldn't. He brought the shamir to place the glass on the glass to crack it open to get to his kids. He can see them, but he couldn't reach them. servants shouted, frightened. Shadia shakli, the wild cock dropped the shamir. Shakli, they took it. Having lost the shamir, the wild cock went and choked itself to death, having violated its oath to return it to the master of the sea. I didn't want it to fall in the wrong hands. The master of the sea was entrusted with the shamir because if it would fall in the wrong hands, he could use it for all sorts of devious, devious purposes, destructive purposes. <clears throat> so that's why he was allowed to use the wild cock was allowed to use it to heat it to have sustenance to use it to make a split in the mountain to seed it seed it to seed it to seed it, to seed it. To seed it. so so you have food 
but 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 in exchange for protecting and making sure that no one touches the shamir. Yeah. So when he saw that a human being got a hold of it, he choked himself to death. He committed suicide. He did the Japanese thing, the, the honorable thing. Yeah, very curious. Yeah. <laughs> now we're getting back to the stories. I mean, yo, said to I might time, uh, why? What's the reason? When you saw the blind person who lost his way, you guided him on his way. Why were you concerned about his welfare? Usually you, 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 all you do is harm. He must have had a reason. In heaven, it was announced that he's a perfect, he's a tzadikomer, he's a complete tzadikomer. Whoever is going to provide comfort, comfort to this blind person is going to have a share in the world to come. So therefore, helping a person with such great virtue, even the demon, the king of demons, wanted to, to, to participate, to do something good. My time, uh, Benyo asked the demon, when you met this drunkard, the Gatoi was lost. You guided him to his path. He was surely not righteous, he was a drunkard. He said to him, because it was announced in heaven that he's absolutely wicked. I did him a favor, but it was actually it was a bad for him. He said, he said, any reward, any good thing that he does in this world, if you get his rewards in the next world, he'll be totally punished. You won't have any good left. <clears throat> we could prosper. They get pleasure in this world, so they can... Yeah. My time, because his little head was so Why, when you met, when you passed by a wedding celebration, did you cry? Why are you crying? It bothers you so much to see people celebrating and rejoicing. I knew that the husband was fated to die within 30 days. The bride will have to wait 13 years for the Yavam, the brother, the surviving brother, the dark child, our kid brother, was a minor to reach adulthood. 13 years, he was just a baby. So they're celebrating the happiest moment of their life, not knowing the tragedy that's about to befall them in three days. He's going to drop dead. I'm going to take him, I know, because you know, I'm the one, I'm the angel of death. And, uh, and, uh, and he still have to wait. He's not going to be free. She's going to be stuck for the next 13 years. The best 13 years of her life, he's going to be stuck. Yeah, yeah. Why do you laugh when the person told the shoemaker to make him shoes that will last for seven years? He doesn't even have seven days left. He needs to make shoes for seven years. He's making plans for seven years. He doesn't even have seven days. Why, when you saw the sorcerer engaged, the sorcerer, you laugh from Malay, the sorcerer was sitting top of a king's secret treasure room. Let him use the sorcery to discover what is beneath him. All these, um, all these uh, psychics. Who see the you know talk to the dead and all the what do they call the yeah all the psychics yeah the psychics 
if they're so clever and they know what's going on, let them be let them be hired by Wall Street and let them know which stock is going up. So they don't know what they're talking about. They can't figure out where the money is. If they, cause they, cause they, they may get it right sometime, but if they're wrong ones, you'll lose everything. So it's a bunch of nonsense. So if he's so clever, his sorcery is so magical and so powerful, he can't even figure out that right underneath his feet is sitting a treasure. You know what's it's a fascinating mother. Until he finished building the base of Seven years. He held him prisoner for seven years. One day, one day Shlema was standing alone with Ashmedai. A Malay, he said to Ashmedai, see if it says, it's written that the lofty and the towering are his. It says in the in the book of Numbers and Bamidbar. This is in the prophecy of uh, Abilam. Bamidna, then we say an explanation. The lofty refers to the angels. The aim refers to the towering Elashadim refers to the demons. That Hashem delivered the Yidden from Egypt. Angels, the angels to redeem the Jewish people and the demons to punish punish the Egypt. So he said, How are you superior to us humans? Why is the Torah meant to praising Hashem that he has sovereignty over the, over the demons, which is a greater novelty than Hashem is sovereign over mankind? Okay, angels we understand. But what, why is that? What demons? Take the chain off of me. Give me your ring. I'll show you my superiority. Hashem's name was engraved in Shlema Melo's ring. That was the ring that he gave to Benayo to protect him from, from Ashmedai. When he, so he, after Benayo returned the ring, and he needed the protection now to protect him from Ashmedai. So Ashmedai told Shlema, give me, give me the ring. So Shlema, he forgot. His wisdom, all of his wisdom went out the window for a brief moment. He took off the, the, the chain from Ashmedai and he gave him the ring. At that moment, Ashmedai swallowed. Swallowed Shlema Mela. Meaning he swallowed the ring. But he put one wing on the wing of the heaven, one wing he touched the earth. He threw Shlema Melch a distance of 400 parsons. To the border, to the border outside of Eretz Israel. No, much more than that. 400 parsons. He, he threw him away like over 800 miles away from Yerushalayim. That moment, what profit does a man have? All his labor that he throws beneath the sun. In one moment, it was all gone. After all my effort, I captured Ashwin. I was the king of the world on top of the peak. And here I was thrown away. I lost everything. This was my portion for all my toil. My vizet. What do you mean? And this? What's, what's Shlomo Melech adding? He says, Rabbi Shmuel, Chadam a makle. One said it means a staff. Chadam a gundid, other means it means his cloak. So we have love. 
Yeah, that's all he had. He had a cloak and a staff, and he went door to door. All he was left with is a staff. That's all he was left with. He lost all of his possessions. Like Shlomo like Yaakov says, all I have is my makli of Vadis Yadin. All I had left was my stick. That's all I had left. Everything, everything was, was stolen from me. Esav's son, Esav's grandson, everything was stolen from me. His cloak. He says that maybe he still had his royal his royal uh, garb. Yeah. Well, he had, but at least he still had his royal bearings. He started begging. He had nothing. Whoever he came, he would say, I was the king. Of Israel, Shlaim. I was Shlaima Melech. And everyone said, yeah, and I was the queen of England. <laughs> uh, when he finally made it back, he came to the Jewish Supreme Court. And the rabbi said, A deranged person doesn't stick to one statement. He varies, he changes his stories. But he's sticking, he's sticking to the story. You know, there must be some truth here. He looked like a beggar. Shlaima Melech was sitting in the palace. And this is a My height, there has to be something here. He said to Binyo to investigate. The boy of Malka Rabbe, has the king requested you to see him recently? Binyo says, no. no. He, it's very strange. Usually the king would always consult with me. He hasn't called me. Malkus, uh, the rabbi sent to the queen. Malkus, yeah, you're intimate. Is the king intimate with you? Yeah. So the rabbi sent another message. Check on his feet. Examine his feet. If his feet are normal. The queen sent back. He comes in stockings. He doesn't take off his cocking. He said that about Hitler. He never took off his shoes. He said about Hitler. He never took off his shoes. His boots. And he solicits even when she's in need, even when she's prohibited. And he even tries to seduce his mother, Basheva. His own mother. In other words, there's something wrong with him. So they brought Shleimah, and they gave him back the ring and the chain, which the name of God was engraved. Shleimah entered his throne room, flew away in fear. Nevertheless, Shleimah was terrified of Ashmedai. Even when he slept, he made sure to surround his bed with 60, the mightiest of Israel. They're all, all awake and with their swords who are, who are experienced in killing and warfare. He was terrified of the night. Who was he terrified of? He was terrified of Ashmedai. Question. Yeah, the feet are like a cock. Everything else they can look like humans, but the feet they can't. They can't. So therefore, it was an amazing story. You had Shleimer Mel. He looked like Shleimer. He sounded like Shleimer, and he was an imposter. He was a demon. There are many politicians, I think, who fit this. <laughs> they look human. They sound human, but they're, they're just not human. Finish. Almost done. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel have an argument. One of them said Shleimer was a king, and then he became a commoner. And he never fully regained his kingdom. Once he was thrown away by Ashmedai, yes, he finished, he, he ended as king, 
but he never regained his dominion like it was before. Before he was king over every above, yeah. Adambar Melech, the head of Melech. No, once he was restored, he was fully restored. Let's just the last piece. It's about the, the going back to different remedies. For, for, for blood of a person who has a headache induced by high blood pressure, he should bring boxwood, willow, fresh myrtle. The zeisa, the chilfa, the chilfa the yama v'yivla. You should bring an olive, cloves, a poplar, chilfa the yama v'yivla, cloves and yivla. The shekline ba diyadadi and boil them together. Lintel tlas mokasi aigis adereshem. Pour three hundred cups of the mixture on this side of the head. You better take notes for the pharmacy. <laughs> oh, and if it doesn't work, you should bring a white rose. The koi whose leaves are all stand in one row, one side. pour sixty cups of the liquid on this side of the head. Now, it's licht a migraine headache. butter, wild cock. Slaughter it with a sharp and zuz coin of pure silver. The the side of the head which aches. So the blood trickles down on the side of the head. And his die, be careful that the blood won't blind you in the eyes. Then hang the slaughtered hen on the doorpost. On the doorpost of the patient's house, the ayel chayevays when he enters, he brushes against him. Not chayevays when he actually brushes against him. Okay, to be continued. Everyone have a wonderful day.